shifted and went to like an offset nose, angled in on the snap hand of Kendrick Green. Nate Herbig is – no, I'm sorry. It was Mason Cole and James Daniels, actually. I, okay. I apologize. Yes, yes. It was okay. the first team unit. I got you. And they were, they were running a, a zone to the left. And you saw the – it was like once I saw him shift in the pre-snap, I was like, this play is dead. Yeah, it's and then, hurt. And then Mason Cole's running to catch a backer. James Daniels having to take a step with no real help and try and cut off Larry Ogunjobi. Larry choked off the running back, uh, cut back lane in a heartbeat, and the play was dead for a two-yard loss. Exactly Immediately. So. And that's what he brings. And you don't know that until you can rep it in practice. You, you hope for it in a game, but now you know you can expect it in a game because he's doing it out here in practice every day. And what I like is what you described about Larry, his quickness in coming across the face. You know, lining up on the outside shoulder, getting to the inside shoulder. You know, to threaten the outside gap, then just bring the full, the full bore of your power into the inside gap. Those yeah. type of things. You know who – remember Haloti Nada? Yes. All right, whole lot oh, of do, Oh, do I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, do I? Yes. Hello, left knee injury oh, okay. is a Haloti Nada injury. Okay, there you yeah. go. <laughs> the, th- the fact of the matter was he was very quick across the face of the guard. Yes. One of those, and he had such power. And I think Larry O gives you that sort of power. I think, you know, Haloti was just – he was huge. He's a whole lot of – Haloti <laughs> yeah. Nada really means whole lot of noggin. Yeah, whole know? lot of noggin. Because that was a that I one time I asked Casey Hampton. I go, who's got the bigger noggin, you or Haloti Nada? He goes, you kidding me? He goes, Haloti. He goes, <laughs> yeah, that ain't that big. You know, you're yeah, like, exactly. you know, Casey. Casey's got a bowling ball upstairs. Yeah, man. up top and, and around the waist. Well, yeah. used to now. Well, used to. Man, God, he looks good. He's leaned out. I heard, dude. He has leaned out and. And it's not like it like it looks crazy, like, oh, my gosh, he's, like, really skinny. Right. Because remember, like, Alan Fanica first retired. Like, oh, Alex just went Big down. Big Red. Just, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, he's running marathons. Running marathons. What's the matter with that, man? Yeah, yeah Casey Hampton's not running marathons. Okay. Yeah. But what I will say is Hamp looks like a shrunken down version of himself still still big in studly and, and civilian standards. Right. But from what we used to know, oh, completely yeah. different. But he looks good. He looks healthy. He's bouncing around. He's talking about how much better his joints feel. Good. And I saw him at Clark's funeral uh, for the first time in years. I mean, we've talked over the phone. Sure. But, but seeing him live and in person, because he lives in Houston. I haven't been to Houston that much. And so it was just so great to see him. And I think we will get to see him this year when we travel to Houston oh, during I'd the like, season. So I'd love you'll to get, see You'll him. get to see the new Hamp. The, the new Hamp, Hamp. 2.0. But, but that's what you think. And – and for Larry Ogunjobi, now listen, Haloti Nada was a huge human. Yes. With a huge noggin. Yes. Larry is like the compact version, but the explosiveness and the power is very comparable. Yes. I'm not going to say similar, but very – it's a comp. Yep. Because those type of body types aren't around the NFL and the D-lines anymore, really. Like those are, those are more of the dinosaurs. Like now you have to be Aaron Donald size, Larry Ogunjobi size, and you have to be a guy who can wiggle, snipe the gaps and – do a lot of things, but Larry brings that power without sacrificing it for his size. He reminds me of a guy who spent the offseason eat, eating beefcake and doing squats. Mm. You know, I mean, just building up. Lean Me- protein power. Yeah, exactly yes. so. He ain't been eating sweets and laying on the couch. You know? Yeah, which, I mean, it's never a bad approach either when you're no, retired. I, I, but, exactly, yeah. But, but it's, not good. it's not good when you have to be in an active sport. No, I mean, if you're going to be a defensive tackle in the NFL today, you know, you can't just be a, a massive blob. You know, no. you got to be able to move because of all the zone blocking schemes. You got to be able to run. You got to be able to be powerful and strong and play with leverage and all that sort of thing. But at the same time, 
you know, it, it, it's a, it's about taking care of your body. Yes, you know, and it is, and to do that. And so here, the big thing about it, Lario, I'm really glad to see how well he's doing because that means his foot is firing, and that means practice time, which means keeping the sword sharpened, yeah. keeping his body uh, in tune, and his conditioning up. That's only going to benefit the Steelers. And certainly as we move forward, you know, talking about the fact that not only is, is Larry up in his game, but I think uh, this, this young man, Keanu Benton, is getting more and more interesting as we watch He is. Him. He is. And with pads, I mean, it carries over. It carries over. Like what we saw in church, you're trying to, like, speculate, and you're trying sure. to figure out, oh, how does this tra- translate to when he gets pads on? No, no, no. It's almost like, okay, thank God we, we have him in shells because – It'd be even harder for guys if he had pads on right oh, out yeah. the gate yeah. to learn because, you know, Benton has just – he has, like, a, a, a unique shape. I think that's the best way of putting it. So do I. Aesthetically. Yes, you, you do. You know, my, my, just, my shape happens to be a circle. Yeah, exactly. Hey, once again, you know, people always ask, hey, Max, you know, you look in shape. I said, yeah, I'm still round. <laughs> still a shape. Last time I checked in geometry or anywhere else – that's still in the shape it's category. It's still a shape, yes. Some, some, guys, some guys are rectangles. Yep. Sometimes, some, some guys are squares. Yep. Then you get in the 3D shapes, and I'm like, a circle is a sphere. Yeah. You know? It works. Still round. Still round. No sharp edges. Nope. Don't want to cut myself. Nope. Like, like <laughs> yeah. my daughter Megan once said, two types of people, those yeah. built for speed and those built for comfort. She yes. Said, Dad, you're built for comfort. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Most <laughs> offensive linemen are built for comfort. Um, yes. but, but, I think, but I think when you look at it, you have to say, all right, Keanu Benton, he has broad shoulders, yep. small waist, big hips. Yep. And, you know. You've got to have those ham hocks. You've got to have the ham hocks to generate speed. Because when you're on the defensive line, you're in the trenches or on the offensive line, you have to be able to generate explosion and power. And there's, there's another guy built for comfort. <laughs> Carl Dunbar. Our buddy Carl line Dunbar. Coach. He's, te- he's teaching the guys that are built for speed, yep. but he is definitely built for comfort as he, as he, he strolls by yes. uh, on his electric bike as he strolls How about out that? The field. An electric bike. You want to talk about building for comfort. Yeah. KD showing the fact that, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little conditioning. He found the most leisure. Yes, of, but I'm going I'm, I'm to have a little help in my conditioning. I'm going to have a little help in that process. Listen, <laughs> I listen, love that guy. It's not an all-for-one thing. And, look, he's getting out of there because they're not going to get on the field to about what, like uh, – about 20 more minutes from now. Probably. Somewhere yeah, about, around, yeah, yeah, around 10.30, 10.40-ish. They'll start their walkthrough. And Coach is down there at 10.10, laying on the couch. I mean, or, or the bench. I'm sorry, the bench. It yeah, looks like bench. A, He makes it look like a couch. It looks comfortable down there. It the looks way very comfortable. Coach Dunbar does it. But he gets down there early. But that's, that's one of the things. Carl Dunbar's task is to get yep. six to seven guys who can rotate on a moment's notice? Because he's big on rotation. He's big on rotation and, and right keeping it fresh. Yeah, I know. I think, especially when you think about D lineman, right? I'm going to put high octane fuel in this car because I want it to go fast and I want it to continually go fast. I don't never want you to get to E, right? It's like it's like when you go in NASCAR, like the the cars go around the track and then they have right. to hit those pit stops, and it's a fast fuel injection. That's what he wants to have. He wants to have that kind of NASCAR trade off right. to where everything is done in a moment. I can switch switch you out. Give me three hard plays. I'm gonna get you out again. It's like hockey shifting. Yeah, you know, lines, line shifts. Yeah, line shifts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what that that's what he brings to the team. And that's a mentality. I think, like you said, that's a good thing because you know the offensive line has to be out there every play unless yep. things go wrong because it's a different makeup and a different cohesion. <clears throat> 
Right. Sorry about that. No, don't don't make me Heimlich you now. I know. I know. You get a little choked <laughs> up. But you got verklempt. I got verklempt. Yeah, <laughs> a little verklempt. It's, it's it's a sensitive subject. I almost shed a tear. <laughs> but he wants to have the pressure on that offensive line. Yes. Because they know they'll wear down. Fat. You know, over time, faster. But if the D line can provide pressure, that that allows for explosive plays to happen. When you have fresh bodies in there in the middle of a right. drive, that can do some change up things where. You know, offensive line, we tend to get in zones, right? When you sure. get in the zone, you're just like, nothing can bother me because the guy is wearing down at the same rate. But when you're throwing fresh guys in there, it's a different it tempers matter. it. And, and now the offensive line has to think a little bit more. You know, the thing about it, I go back to a game we played in Houston in the mid-'80s. We went out in the second quarter on a 23-play, 13-minute drive that ate up almost the entire second quarter. You know, it was three steps forward, two steps backwards type of thing, you know. Carolina game last year. Yeah, Carolina. like that. But I just I'm playing. But here we come down to the one-yard line, and we get, you know, one crack at the end zone, and we're at the six-inch yard line. And the guy that was over me was a defensive tackle. I can't remember his name. But I remember him staggering to his feet. And he, and he put his hand on my, my shoulder there, and he goes, he goes, you either got to score or you got to fumble, but we got to get off the field, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's how exhausting because no matter you as offensive lineman you're you're driving and doing all those things but the defense is you're holding up or reacting chasing running to the ball and, and the offensive line is too but it, it's I don't know it's different for the defensive lineman you know because and, they have to strain that much more because they don't know what's going on they're reacting exactly, to yes. everything whereas we we have we have the tip right. Yeah. We control the tempo at the line of scrimmage. Yes. We know when the ball is going to be snapped, right. and we know what the play is going to be. Their job is to react to whatever we do. Yes. So it takes a lot more energy to get that across, and they're expending that much more. And then they're chasing to the ball. We don't chase. We watch, and we see, okay, did he go out of bounds? Okay, did he catch it? Did he catch Okay, let's jog to the – let's just jog a little bit. Uh-oh. Make is there a flag back there? Okay, backpedal just a little bit. <laughs> You got to you know, keep your pace. You got to keep your pace because you because you you are trying to save the tank, right? Yeah, you got. In the downhill, I'm taking my foot off the gas so yes. I can save some gas, yes. right? Right. And, and so defensive line is is go go go. I don't know what the next hill is because it's like I'm driving in the dark yes. and I can't put my flashers on or my my high beams. Right. So I don't know what's I don't know if there's a cliff to the side or if that's a field. So I'm trying to drive <laughs> and straight stay straight and I'm trying to I'm looking I'm straining so much more energy. And that's why when you rotate guys out, you don't get that 23 play. Hey, listen, you got to score a fumble. I can't do this anymore type of mentality. Right. He takes that out of that. He says, I don't care. We can go another 50 miles. Yep. Because I know if I don't, my, my, my co-pilot is going to jump in and, and, dri- and drive. You've got to have those guys, those intermixing parts, you know, that interchangeable parts, I should yeah. say. Uh, because that's what keeps the high intensity up yeah. for the and, defensive and line. And you have to know what to do. No question about it. All right. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we got the Cool Breeze cool checking in with breeze. his first appearance of the year, and you know that uh, things are just being they're copacetic yeah. when the Cool Breeze is around. Right here in the locker room, coming back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are higher top the locker room, which is in the press box here at Chuck Knoll Field. And Wolf is still, he has, 
I'm surprised he still has it. He's licking his licking fingers, his fingers right now. But Jeff Hartung. That's a donut, brother. <laughs> yeah, that that's is. a donut. That is. That's a very good donut. Uh, so we know when donuts are present, we have our good friend to the show, Jeff Hartung from Riddell is here. Now, he explain. It's not the cool breeze. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. It's not the cool breeze. Cool breeze is still. Had, had an audible. He, he's still breezing in. Yes. So we, we performed an audible. We did. And, and Jeff Hartung. The professional that he is shows up early. That's right. Yep. And he right. saves the segment of the day. So, Jeff, we, we were, were dead in the water, buddy. <laughs> we were. We were like, okay, we're going to have to pivot. Where are we going to pivot to? And then, boom, we hear the door open. We look down. Now, I look down and said, oh, Jeff, and he's got helmets. Wolf looks down and says, oh, Jeff, he brought the donuts. <laughs> Different than Jeff. And as Jeff is like efforting up the stairs, Wolf, being the kind soul that he, yes, is, he is, says, hey, Jeff, can I help you with something? And grabs the donut box immediately and walks off. <laughs> I yeah. was in those donuts yeah. so fast. He was into the donuts quicker. I think he did that quicker than 32 Trap. Yeah. Um, it was, he, he was no gone and it. pulled the donut real quick. Yep. But we are so happy to have you in here, Jeff. And, you know, so that we saw the cool helmets. Right. But Wolf got a special gift. How yes. about that? Yes. Yeah. The boys from Syracuse just think highly of you, Wolf. And, uh, you know, every time I go up, uh, they ask about you. Uh, they follow you. And uh, so they sent you a very nice uh, gift in a Syracuse football helmet. So uh, I am I am actually stunned and humbled, you know. I mean, yeah. first of all, it's a beautiful helmet. Right. I yeah. mean, Gad Zooks, man. I wore Riddell back in the day, you know, years ago. It didn't look anything like, like that, I can tell you. <laughs> it's come a long way. It's come a long right. way, baby. Yes. Exactly so. And it's beautiful. I mean, just – and, it, you know – Wow, and I'm glad they got something on the side rather than just, you know, like a Cleveland Browns. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that, that, that just doesn't work. But, Jeff, how long have you been with Riddell now? Uh, it's going on about eight years, but I've been in the business going on 27 years now. So you've seen helmet yes. technology oh, yes. from the definitely. days of yore, right. and I go back 43 years, and Max, I will tell you this, I can remember Mike Webster taking his helmet off and pulling a knee pad out of the top of the <laughs> suspension helmet, you know, that he had right. put in for a little extra right. That's what we had back right. in the day. That's how you made him fit, right, too. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and custom fitting, as it were. <laughs> yeah. And I know, I know now your custom fitting takes on a whole different oh, level. Most definitely. Most definitely. We've come a long ways. We're pretty much re- – don't have a helmet that has air in it anymore. It's all custom fit where we go in and three-dimensionally uh, scan guys with a, uh, with a system called VeriFit system that gives us a three-dimensional image on how that helmet sits on the inside of their head. And from that, we can uh, uh, build a liner system that when they put it on, it's a perfect fit. So we know in the world of uh, in, our, in our health today that uh, from the past know that a perfectly fit helmet is your safest helmet. Mm. Right, so that's what we graduate, uh, you know, built towards too. And one of the things, the devices that helped did that is our what we call our insight analytics technology, and it records hits. So it's a uh, little, little piece of uh, almost looks like paper, so thin. Wow! That fits in, inside the helmet, goes in between the liner and the shell, and it, has it looks little, like that thing on the Saints, you know, the yeah, little squiggly thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this goes in, and there's a battery in here that acts, activates the sensor system that lasts for a full season, so no one has to mess with it once it's inside the helmet. So what this does, it records hits. So if, through the day here, training camp, if this thing's activated you can build a profile for each player. 
Okay, and this thing will record, really yes. So it'll record all their hits through the day. At the end of the day, it goes it's loaded up into this what we call cloud, not a cumulus cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, right, but just a cloud that uh, okay. they can download the data into, and by that they're able to pull that data, look at each player, and say, okay, everything looks normal according to how we're seeing it right now, how he's hitting and everything. But through that period of time, if something changes, it'll show that say, wait a minute. All of a sudden, he's hitting with his head differently than he was before. Let's go back and look at the film in real time. Now we can take a look at it and see what's going on. That's phenomenal. So between yeah. that, uh, you're able to take that technology. You can build a team profile, and you can look at other teams and compare it with other players and things like that. So it's a pretty neat technology event standpoint, but also it allows the trainers from Memphis injury standpoints and that stuff that they can go back at real time and look at that, what happened on the field exactly when that hit took place and be able to say, okay, determine the severity of it through the technology. So I have this question, Jeff, and because of that technology, right, it's always collecting data. It's always creating data points. Do you then create on the profile, like, here's what his baseline should be, and then red and green zone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pads versus no pads, right? Because it's in there the entire time, and they're always wearing it. And I want to ask this one thing, the little little, uh, great kazoo, hats that go on <laughs> you, you, you know i mean it's yeah. those big little sure. warp little pet does that ever warp the data because because it's the that extra well, protective it, layer at this, at this level we haven't been this technology has not been in play yet okay because it's okay, not so been accepted it, in the nfl yet. okay so, so it's basically college high school areas so, ah okay so at that respect you're not seeing so much of those that's a lot of extra revenue you yes. need to generate. Who was it from Buffalo that wore the, the original? Uh, was, that, was that Jeff Nixon? No, 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 I can't remember, but it was, like it was a, a pro cap. It was yeah. called a pro cap. Okay. Type of, yeah. But I can't, I, I know who the player you're thinking of. I yeah. I, I, right I, I, I can see him in my mind's yes. eye, yes. but you know, let me ask you something now with this technology, does it differ between a 300 pound cheese whopper and a 200 pound defensive back? Does all. it, um, uh, is it position related to, you know, trenches versus secondary guys, that sort of thing? Yeah, so you can build each platform for each player. Okay. So based on where position at, it has nothing to do with their size and that because that helmet's recording hips wise. So that's pretty much, you can look at your, you know, make the receivers, quarterbacks, whatever you want. You can build profiles in each section for them. So you can look at each one and say, okay, based on your receivers, this is what we're seeing across the board, your quarterbacks, your running backs, and all that stuff. So you can break it down into different sections, however you want to build that profile. Oh, man, that is so interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, so that what is. that's allowed to do is, in Riddell's roadmap of technology, those hits that we've, over the years, I think we have recorded over 7 or 8 million hits, helps us wow. design our technology. It gives us more insight to what's going on inside the helmet and that, that we can look to how we can tweak our padding, our location. Everything that you see now is comes from that technology. Wow. So I've got to ask a question because mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these They're sweet helmets. helmets. Yes. That you also brought in a couple of full-size helmets right. for us for demonstration. I mean, they look sleek. I mean, so long gone are the days where that upper – strap that you know has a little horseshoe buckle that if you get hit the right way like it just comes loose and you're sitting there trying to mess with it in between play snap it in snap it in you see it (laughs) you know because you can't see it but now you know we've gotten to the point where now it's 
is a fixed strap here. Right. And it's up top. have a strap lock here that you can loosen this up. And what they yeah. do is they pull it and they screw that down and it keeps it in place. So you don't have no more adjustments. So no more yeah. popping of it during a game exactly. because of the location of it. But the I, the speed strap yes. on this the bottom strap part. Lock. Yeah, yes. that strap lock. I mean that, the cam lock. Yes. Yeah, the cam lock yep. is one of the coolest things about yep. it because no, long gone, right? You said like the snap and then, right. you know, the Brett Favre's of the world, they always have it like double lock. snapped on the side. Right. And you, it, you just you put it on. And then you just zip pull. Just it's like a ziplock, zip. and right. that, that I mean, that's so fantastic to look. What type of helmet is this one called? That right there is the uh, the uh, Speed Flex uh, Precision Fit. So yeah. that's a custom helmet in your standard uh, shell. Yeah. But the liner is what's different. It's a custom liner that's scanned. That's my helmet there that fits me. Yeah. You see my name. You get your name on the inside of it. There. Oh, nice. And uh, what that does is it fits your head perfectly, like a. You got a peanut like head, a, Jeff. Well, yeah. Well, uh, well. Try that one on. That's the. Uh, that's that'll fit you. That's the nogginator. Yeah. Yeah. That's the nogginator. I can't believe how light these are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Feel I feel mean, this yeah. one. Yeah. You know, swap off. Absolutely. The difference. I mean, there's so much light, and then you brought another one. So the first one has a standard shell. Yeah. Pretty yep. fixed, and then you have kind of a front impact pad that right. flexes. That's the flex pad, yep. But this other helmet that you brought in that I definitely would have gravitated towards, sure. this would have been the helmet I would have probably chosen. It doesn't have a top bar. You know how most helmets you see the top bar, and some of yep. them have the little U-bar on it? Sure. Right. This helmet eliminates all of that. And you, the visor almost fits inside of it, whereas the visor used to be an external fit where you'd see it stick up and it had to fit through the helmet. Exactly. This one's like integrated into it. And it has side impacts. And back. So, and, yep. Oh, and there's a and there's a back flex right. too. So this one has like That's four if you're different. That's you're playing the Raiders and they cheap shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, that was a, that yeah. just jumped out of me. I mean, you know, from the old days. What yeah. are you gonna say? Listen, he saw the black and then he, he imagined the silver and he I just know. went to. I know, I know he, how he operates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the donuts. Can you just talk about this one sure. and why there's more impact points on this type of helmet versus the other helmet? Well, the the axiom is designed number one is this flex front pad is we, in testing we found out that 70 percent of your hits in football come right here unless you're okay. playing the raiders so <laughs> stop stop it stop it <laughs> have it done like yeah exactly <laughs> so flex more flexible place here so we felt because this bar here that with the hits it would give you more absorption yeah. from that hit transferred yeah. into the helmet. So by eliminating that, make more flexible here, more flexible on the side. And you know going down to the ground, yeah. more flexibility we found For in the testing, side more impacts. deceleration instead of more of the – if you have the traditional cell, you're going to get more of a bounce where here yeah. you have more of deceleration. So by incorporating that, plus with this here, eliminate the sidebar, you have more vision now. You yeah. have that 360, especially if mm. you're looking back for the ball. You're picking it up a lot quicker. Or looking now. back for the Raiders. Any of those, those guys hitting you from behind. Yeah. What am I going to say? Yeah, I know. You can't help yourself. Can't help myself. Can't. Old bitterness. And yes. also, this bar is yes. a lot different. Yeah. So, yes. where traditional masks had those more rounded, you know, prominent bars that you could see, this one has more of a molded, and it's almost like kind of juts out a little bit more versus right. the traditional round one. So, if you look at this helmet now, this is more of a sleeker, longer helmet. Right. So that's more of the traditional wider helmet so i think from this here it gives you more of a opportunity number one that from a standpoint of performance you give more uh, uh, uh you know opportunity to perform a little bit better from the vision side but also you get the multiple uh the ultimate protection with the more flexible and it's yeah. cooler too yes. because it's vented 
But at the same time, it displaces force in a in a or uh, universal universal yeah. fashion. Okay, exactly. So uh, it's and it's still a, a custom uh, fitted helmet. So you still get this 3D scan. A little bit of different liner system compared to Precision Fit, where that's just a one piece molded system. This has two uh, yeah. an overliner to it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it definitely it, it's like when, it's like when you get the upgraded seats in a car. Yeah. Exactly. So we're not we're not getting exactly. cloth seats. We're getting leather seats, yeah, guys. That's right, baby. And, that's right. And I have to say, you know, because, you know, I, I, I love helmet and I love helmet technology. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, still think one of the best technologies that you guys came out mm-hmm. with was when you removed the horseshoe from the ears. <laughs> okay. And, and, and you got the jawbone pad versus that because it, what's more annoying than having to, like, pull your helmet yeah, apart to get over that yeah. horseshoe? Yep. Your ear hurts and it's achy because you're you doing get cauliflower ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I and I was one of the guys like when it came and because it was like my sophomore year or junior year of college, yeah. that's when you guys introduced the jawbone early two thousands, and I just remember I was like, oh my god, it's so much easier to take a helmet on and off because almost to the point where you hated taking it off. I was like, I'm just gonna leave it on in between series because I hate the feeling of that horseshoe catching the p- bottom part of your ear and feeling right. like you're ripping it off, right. especially when you get in games where. It's not as like, you know, like I played in Florida, so a lot of humidity, so you sweat a lot. Right. But later in the year when it's cold, oh, yes. and that helmet feels like oh, a rock on your rock. head. Yep. And so to have that type of technology is awesome. I definitely would have worn this helmet. No question been, about it. I would have been like, Jeff, 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 I, I need <laughs> and it, this. It would have made your fat head like look slimmer, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's aer- all black. Aerodynamic means Aerod- I would have moved faster, too. <laughs> I, I, I really believe that. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you didn't come back and go, yeah, in your fat head as well, because my my head is probably. Nothing could have helped you, Wolf. <laughs> two, two rounds. One of my favorite rounds. stories up here was uh, Coach Tallman sits on the competition committee. Right. Ben, when Ben was here, he wore the uh, precision fit, and he was a big proponent of it. Because one day I brought Ben's helmet up, and he says, Jeff, how many of my offensive linemen are wearing this? I said, none. He says, I'll be right back. Next thing you know, here comes the Castro. Here comes Ramon, and they're all right. getting scanned. Yeah. So yeah. Ben made sure Ben carried away. Yeah. But Coach Tomlin seen us, and he says, you know, I want to learn more about it. So we had a meeting one day for me to uh, share this technology with him. And uh, he's walking down the hallway, and Vince Williams sitting there. He looks at Vince. He says, hey, you're a smart guy. Vince, come on to this meeting with me. And I think Vince was a little taken by him. saying, right. hey, Vince, you're a smart guy. You know what I mean? Right. So they come in, and I did the whole presentation. <laughs> And Coach Thomas says, Jeff, you know, we're, we're learning about testing. And he says, but, he says, this is what I believe. I believe when my player comes to me and says, this is the most safest, comfortable helmet, he says, that's what I believe. He mm. says, we're learning. We've got a lot to learn. But there's, I see hits, guys get concussions, guys look, get up, one walks away, one does it. He says, but, he says, that's what I believe. So, to me, that meant a lot because I think we're in a world today that we focus a lot on testing. And everybody's body's built differently. Yeah. So yep. we could go down and get the same hit. I get up, walk away. Craig, Craig you get a um, concussion, and the next thing you know, it's like, okay, how did that happen? Yeah, we're all it, why? Differently. Yeah. We're doing our job as helmet manufacturers to bring the best technology to try to, try to reduce those things. But that's the human nature and human factor. Exactly. Before we go to break, we're running out of time. This is fascinating. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's the future? Do you, do, 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 is there any, you know, inkling of what's coming down the road? Well, Things that you're looking for at furthering the technology? 
being a sales guy, they don't let us guys, us guys know that stuff. Right? Okay. You know? gotcha. <laughs> I, bet you. I I would put money there is. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> not that, not that you is. would know, Craig, yeah. but yes. I would put yes. money on the fact yes. that there's more yes. coming. Yes. I always think so. That's why it's so fascinating when we have you in every year. You come in, check in, yep. and you bring us up to date because helmet technology is so big. We want the, the great game of football deserves the best equipment possible. Don't die. Don't and die. certainly for kids, for college guys, and the pros, this is, uh, this is fascinating stuff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for coming thank in, thanks, man. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate, appreciate you so it. much. Please tell the boys in Syracuse, I most humbly say thank you. i got to get some sort of gift package for them. And at the same time, um, thanks for the donuts. Hey, anytime. I'll be back up next week. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, brother. Thank you so right, much. Guys, appreciate you. you. Jeff Hartog, a great man of God as well. Yeah, appreciate Amen. you. Amen. All right, bro. We'll be back with more right here from training camp. And the Steelers are taking the field in their walkthrough, so we got to watch and make sure nobody breaks the uh, NFLPA rules and breaks into a jog. Oh, yeah. I see somebody right now. Miles Killebrew, I'm going to have to report you. We'll be back with more after this. <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't have the walk-up music going like we'd like to have it for the cool breeze. It's still the preseason. It's still right. preseason. It's, tra- it's training, training camp, camp right. for everybody. Training camp. Yeah. But the cool breeze is here. Jerry Dulac. Jerry, thank you so much for jumping in with us. We totally appreciate you spending some time with us. And, Larry, what, uh, <laughs> I just gave away what I was, where I was <laughs> yeah, going. Right. Jerry, we, we've been talking about Larry Ogunjobi and some of the great, uh, the great improvements he's made. You see it physically in him. With a good foot, you know, everything going well because he got Liz Frank. We all know that. But, you know, your impressions of him thus far. And then we let's talk about the Lion Slayer because when you got a lion, you got to have a Lion Slayer. And sometimes James Daniels is another guy that we've, uh, we've been observing having some really good repetitions out there. What say you? You know, when you, when you go back to last year, Larry Ogunjobi comes to training camp. You know, he had failed a physical with the Chicago Bears for right. a big contract, three-year, $24 million or whatever it was. And um, he comes here in the Steelers, signed him a one-year deal for $8 million, and, and they took it easy on him in training camp coming off that list, Frank. We saw it during the regular season. Rarely practiced during the week, but played the vast majority of the games, if not every game. Um, you see him now completely recovered, uh, participating in a full training camp. You can see he's more fit. Um, and I had a chance to talk to him yesterday about that, and he said no question about it. And, and he said being able to be fully healthy mainly from a confidence standpoint, right. being able in the offseason to train the way you want to train. Come to training camp, be able to do everything that you want to do and want to accomplish, and he looks really good out there. He does. I mean, he's for a big, thick guy, he's, you know, I, he said his weight is about the same, although I didn't ask him what his weight is. But as you guys know, he is a thick, about powerful guy. About 310, yeah. somewhere yeah. in that area. Yeah. And so yesterday and the day before i'm watching the one-on-ones because i know i'm going to come on with you guys so i know i'm not going to learn anything but i can certainly <laughs> observe the big guys going at it and 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 so then once i observed then i asked you guys what am i what did i quote learn from what i'm observing but but it was hard for me to miss the fact that two days in a row james daniel sent him sent larry Ogunjobi off his feet with his little punch technique and i saw pat meyer after practice and I said to him, I said, 
I didn't. I, I said, is that something he's just developed or what? And he said, when he got here last year, he didn't have that. He didn't use his hands. No. He said, but toward the end of the year, he says, we had him working with his hands, and he said he's gotten really good at it. And that's what I just wanted to you know, ask you guys about, it when you, if you saw it and, and if you did what you made of it, because he knocked him off his feet two days in a row with the same technique. Well, I, you're right. It's something every guy has a different point, and, and every offensive line coach, they're not all the same. So when you come to the league, you either you have learned how to punch and you understand what punch radius is with keeping distance from guys. Um, Wolf, I'm getting worried. I'm sitting right next to him, and he's reaching out right to me. Watch out. If he locks out. That's what I'm worried about. You're right through the wall, Jerry. <laughs> I kept my elbows a little yes, bit Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because, but, and also for, for those guys, right, when you get the punch, you don't want to fully lock out like this, right? Whereas Cam Hayward, right, long arm stab, right, you're right. trying to establish this. But for a lineman, because I saw Lottermick doing that yesterday yeah. too. Yeah. So you have to be able to punch, but also that punch has to be able to retract, so that you can then counter, because that's the mirror dodge aspect of, of pass protection. And what James has learned, he's learned his punch radius, because I think a lot of guys, especially when you see guys get beat, right, is when they extend too far, the arm becomes a lever. Right. It's right. fixed. But when you do this, it's easier because that elbow's bent. But you also have to learn the distance because I don't want to give the guy my chest. Right, right. Because when a defensive lineman gets your chest, it's like a steering wheel of a car. Yeah, (laughs) see you later. You're going where I want you to go. Right, right. So for James Daniels, you know, he has learned how to understand his punch race. And that's what we're working with right now when we're watching Broderick Jones and Dan Moore, some of the exterior guys behind us, Spencer Anderson, Raven Clark. They don't know their punch radius yet. So they get caught in the chest or they get into the body and then Alex Highsmith can spin off of you. What James Daniels has learned, he's learned, hey, i got to keep that punch depth because I'm responsible for the depth of the pocket. So I can't allow that guy to penetrate. So the faster I can shock him and get him into thinking about his counter move versus his main move, it makes things longer for them, which gives, of course, the quarterback more time to be able to relay. And James has been doing He looks like a completely different guy from, from, from a year this ago. This is the guy that we thought – Oh, right. It was coming from Chicago that I saw in a Bears uniform. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, and, and last year at this point we're thinking, rut row, maybe yeah, that exactly. wasn't a good yeah. move. It didn't look right. I know. It just, he didn't look right. He yeah. was on the ground a lot. I know. Yeah, yes. it was. It, it, he's a completely different guy, and he makes me proud to say that, you know, he's wearing number 78. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there like, you go. Hey, there's Max, a standard. What, what number did you wear when you played? Uh, I think it was seven, and <laughs> I had yeah. an eight in there as I, well. Speaking <laughs> of which, I, um, I don't have the roster in front of me. Uh, 91. 91. Uh, Jonathan Marshall. Yeah, that's right, Jonathan Marshall, because I looked it up yesterday because in, in the drills didn't perform very well. And of course, Aaron Smith is standing there oh, watching, yeah. <laughs> you know, with his son next to him was wearing right, number 91. Right. So when the kid kind of fell to the ground or got stuffed or whatever, I saw Aaron kind of look over his son and kind of smirk a little bit because that was his 91 being besmirched just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Exactly. So, you know, the, the thing about it, too, is Aaron is just such a perfectionist with technique. Yes. You know, and when you've got guys that you see – they're not exploiting proper and, and demonstrating proper technique. It's kind of funny. But going back to James Daniels, this is the powerful dude that we expected to right. see. And I, I really like what I'm watching because when you match him with, with uh, uh, Isaac Samalo on the other side, yeah, um, you've got a triumvirate on the inside of guys that are, are pretty dead gum good. Mason Cole, again, very good in pass protection. Not as strong maybe as a run blocker, but still capable. Does a great job overall. I think uh, this threesome here, you know, and, I, and I'm Kevin, I'm Kevin Dotson. I'm waiting, going to Kevin. When's Kevin going to explode? Like, hey, man, I'm still here. 
You know, yeah, just, I haven't seen that. Yeah, and I just expect him to come out and, and start throwing some bodies around. You know, you know, I, you, know you mentioned Ciamalo. I talked to, uh, I was talking with. Um, is it Ciamalo or Ciamalo? No, Ciamalo. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Ciamalo. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I, I, you know, I was chatting with uh, Mitch Trubisky after practice the other day, and and you know he was talking about the line, and he said he said Ciamalo. He said he's so quiet in the huddle. He is all business. He is focused. You know, he's yeah. not one of those, uh, you know, ebullient, raw, raw guys, he said. And, man. He's not he's, the former 73 that sits next right. to us. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. Gee, what was – oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and, you know, he, he, you know to, when you think about how, how improved that line was last year, let's face it, most improved unit on the team. Right, And yeah. then they go out and they bring in Ciamala. Then they bring in uh, a Nate Herbig. And then they draft Broderick Jones. I mean, you know, obviously they want to improve what was already an improved offensive line. And, uh, you know, I was obviously paying a lot of attention to Broderick Jones. That's a big man who's hard to move. I was asking Pat Meyer. He said, how's his feet? It's pretty good. He said, but he'd like to see him against some speed guys. And they don't yeah. have speed rushers here, per se. No. And so that's going to be the test. Well, and, and I said this. I was like, I wish Broderick could go against a T.J. Watt. But we know T.J. Right. exclusively runs off the offensive right, right, the defensive left. So unless you move positions for him, right, right. you're not going to get that real speed matchup. Because Marcus Golden is a more physical right wild type of player he's not as controlled like a tj right tj gets into that four point sprinter stance head down about two inches from the ground he's sniffing the grass right and he explodes out and that's what you're going to get the nick boses right the miles garrett's even for his size and max crosby too. and max crosby so you're going to get some different challenges um well and he might he may see a little bit of max but more chandler jones right who's True. also a different True. body type in right. that type of situation so you know it's going to be that test. And the one thing that I noticed that he does, he works off the edge at post-practice with working on kicking for depth because those wider guys, the faster guys, like to split out. And that's where it's really going to be because in college, all he saw was a tight five. Yeah. And he could jump everybody and he overpower them. He jumps at it everybody. Yeah. All right. And that, which, by the way, is a wonderful thing in guards. But it's, not, it's a little more difficult to tackle because there's a lot more room to – Extremely short edges, yeah, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and so now the other thing that happened was he wasn't any good with his hands, basically. His punch radius was constantly collapsing on him. He was not sure we'd get his hands out. Well, I've been seeing him improve where he's actually – now he's starting to tag guys with a punch extended. Here's the thing. You don't want to catch him here. You catch him here, you're trying to bench press the guy. You can't yeah. do that. The thing that – one of the things that Tunch Ilkin did so very well was timing the punch so that his extension was boom. It was right there. And it would snap guys back and keep him off so they couldn't grab him. They couldn't bowl him because he had such phenomenal timing in his punch. And that was demonstrative of, of what he was all about because he would get you before you can get him. And that was just that natural time. I boxed with him many times. Dead gum yeah. guy, oh, man, I'll tell you <laughs> Jab what. Jab you to death, right? Oh, he yeah. Was, yeah he kept, the big thing he had to do was he didn't see so well of his right eye, so you ducked across and hit him with a hook because – it's knowing a guy's friends. weaknesses. That's yeah, all part exactly. of it. Between friends, okay? And that's but, studying. That's, that's studying the studying film. Studying your opponent. <laughs> yeah. But, but the fact is, Broderick Jones is, is getting the idea. You watch him. and His, his feet, man. I mean, his athleticism. Yeah, for a big man. Wow. Yeah, he's rarely off balance. The only time he gets in trouble is when he tries to overset that wide guy Boom. and the inside move, he's susceptible. Well, one of the things that Pat was telling me, and I know you guys certainly know what he's talking about and appreciate it, but he said he was he was actually a little too forward, too much on his toes, and he wanted him more anchored, and he's right. getting better at that. You've got to yeah. be balanced. Keep right. your head back. 
when you your shoulders got to be over your knees. Yeah. You can't let your head. If there's a plane of, gra- of, of glass going from your knees up up to your shoulders, you know, to your head. If your head goes forward, you break the glass. You can't do that. You got to keep your head back because man, oh man, they will take advantage of you. Like, you can't believe. You know, I'm curious to see how it's going to work. Let's face it. He's this year's uh, Kenny Pickett, and Dan Moore is this year's Mitch Trubisky. Um, it's only going to be a matter of time. As uh, My old friend Tom Donahoe used to say they didn't bring him in to lead the band at halftime. At some point in time, your number one pick. I don't know when that is. Right. But at some point. But I say let him battle it out. Yeah. Let him oh, battle yeah. out. Yeah. That's the thing that's important to me. Because Dan Moore improved so much. Last year towards the back half of the season, did a great job, I think, in my own personal uh, opinion, watching him. And I watched him a lot. Uh, the fact of the matter is he's got work to do, and I know what it's like to have somebody come in. You know, you get drafted. Johnny Rinstruth brought him in. You know, still standing, though. You know, yeah. you, you, got, you just got to go, and you got to do what you got to do. And, Danny, I'm, I'm thrilled for Dan because Dan looks like he's ready to battle yeah, it out. Yeah, he And does. I love it. And he has a great attitude about oh, it, too, when you talk yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, um, 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 they, when they drafted Ryan Shazier, they immediately put him in as a starter, and I think over Larry Foote, and I thought that was yeah. wrong. Yep. Let yeah. him, you know, just give it a little bit of time. Yes. And since then, I'm not sure they've ever put anybody in there immediately. At least Mar- even Marquise Ponce was a couple weeks in the training camp, right. and then they go, we got to get well, this Well, they were talking about playing McGuard, too. Yeah, well, yeah. it was the second preseason game. I remember we were playing the Giants, and Justin Hartwig – they decided, like, right before the game, hey, Wig, you're going to run with the twos. We're going to throw the rookie out there for the second preseason game. And we're like, what? We hadn't worked with him. Wow. And when I tell you the second play we called a screen, he hit the nose, the front side backer, and the safety <laughs> all in the same play. You went, whoa. And we all as an offensive line was like, well, there, that, that goes to Justin Hartwig's <laughs> job. Um, there's, there's hey, Justin, enjoy the twos. Yeah. Hey, hey, you just keep yeah. doing you, bud, uh, because, yeah, I, I don't think, no. But it's no. the battle. Let but, the yeah, battle happen. Let the but, battle. but you know what? Think about it. The only person now that since then is Joey Porter Jr. They pre- now, they didn't really have any option, but they've pretty much just thrown him out there as the number one guy, I mean, as a starting corner. And yeah. that's almost the first guy since Shazier that I remember yeah. That I'll say that. this too. Maybe there was another, but okay, maybe Najee too. That's a little different. Okay. Maybe it's yeah. not different, but there have not been too many circumstances. But I'll say this about JP Jr. You know, uh, he's at least treading water for he ain't swimming. I mean, he's yeah. looking pretty darn good. I don't think there's any question about yeah. it. Even that great catch by George Pickens. I, I you know, I noticed. I, I said this out on Twitter. I said, yeah, the catch was tremendous. The coverage was very good too. It was. Yeah. It ran with yeah. one more. Can you do nothing? Yeah. You can't. You just no. even Joe. You know they they make it sound like there was like the, a little antagonism there. He threw the ball at him, but people uh, people didn't see this. Joey Porter. No, I didn't see it either because I was watching the back on backers. But a couple people told me that Joey actually smiled after that because it's like, what are you going to do? Oh you know, yeah. What, what I will do. say though, just and I just say this to uh, Pickens, right? I mean. When you take that ball and put it in the chest, think about what you're doing because that can be a reflex that occurs in a game. Yeah. And you know what comes out. You're going to get the flag. And, you're going to get the flag. Even yesterday. Chase Claypool. It, even yesterday, right. He yeah. was bemoaning a uh, – uh, I think it was a push-off. Yeah, it was a push-off push on Patrick Peterson. Right. And the officials called it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he starts bellyaching to the officials. Yeah. And Tomlin told him about it. Quietly told him about it. Because you know what happens next time? You get a penalty for that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Do you want to compound the injury yeah, right, right. in these moments? Can you keep your composure? Because it was funny. I actually saw a clip on IG that went around. What's that, IG? 
Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Social media. Sorry. I'm not sorry. so very hip at it. Right. I, I can't use my, a lot of acronyms. No, I got to explain my, them out My the first IT time. guy is sitting behind his bulk. That's my, my boy. Well, just CJ. know your IT guy could be your IG guy, but they're not the same. <laughs> That's right. They are different. Yeah, they are different. But they were showing a clip of uh, Coach Tomlin um, back in the day, and this is Pouncey, young Pouncey. And Pouncey, we got in a penalty because Pouncey, like, he's like, dude, push me. He hit me, so I hit him back. And he said, hey, hey, listen. He's like, it's bigger than you. Are you bigger than the team? And kind of quietly berated him, but he was mic'd up, but also encouraged him along the way, like, hey, all right, next play. But understand that this is bigger than just that's personal right. feelings. You've got to be able to set that aside. And I think that's something that imparts even – that was 12 years ago. Even yesterday he said after yeah. practice, he goes, he told him, he goes, hey, the call's the call. I mean, yeah. basically you can live with it. That's, that's, right. that's, that's the exactly call. So. Like it or not, Just zip that's it the call. and move on. Right. Let yeah. me ask you, we've got to take a break, Jerry. Can you stay for another segment? I've got to get over to the interview. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I'd love to, though. All right. Okay. Well, grab a donut on your way out. <laughs> Don't All worry, right. I will. I see him right there. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm shocked there's still some in the box with you, too. <laughs> well, to be you perfectly know, I, honest. I was tearing into that bad boy. <laughs> it's but only you, time. A decorum being what it is, you've well, got to be able to. And the show kind of gets in the way of foraging, right? It does. All right, we've got to take a break. Now, when I'm walking across, if you see three security guards dragging me off, come get me. Okay. Thank you so much, Jerry. Appreciate, Appreciate your, your time. All right, we'll be back with more from training camp. Wolf starts and the ninjas.